MMA Roadshow, episode number 192. <laughs> My name is John Morgan. Cole Coffee is with me in Las Vegas. And first off, why did 192 make you joke? Because I was still thinking about the two hole. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even he had that. some audio issues, and I have, a, I have an adapter that plugs into the thing, and he, he said one hole sounded better than the other. <laughs> I chimed in. Oh, the, the two-hole that you just plugged it in. Oh, we're just getting this thing off to a rousing <laughs> start tonight. Just high-brow MMA discussion at its Right from finest. the get-go. Dude, i tell you what, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I, I hesitate to use cold coffee as a term tonight. I might just go with Ken Hathaway <laughs> uh, because coffee is not my friend. Not your friend. Coffee is not my friend. I have had the worst week that you could possibly imagine in terms of a fight week. Um and I guess I'll get to the coffee. I'll, I'll start with uh, on Tuesday, you and I had interviews set up. We are here in Las Vegas. We should say that we are at the Casa de Cold mm-hmm. Coffee right now, mm-hmm. having a couple of frosty beverages. Frosty PBRs. Award-winning past Blue Rhythm. I will oh, say- they do not have the fancy labels on them. I guess they got they stopped doing them. Oh, it doesn't have the nice Japanese No, I artwork. bought them from a different uh, store on the way home, like a That's little carry-out. Yeah, were... Oh, this is the standard classic right yeah, here. Yeah, this is, this is the original. I, I will say, uh, as much as we brag about Las Vegas weather, uh, today is not good. It's cold. It's rainy. Um, so I will it's say, we do get, we do get <laughs> it's chilly colder. days every now and then. Yeah. It's uh, definitely wet and gray. Today is a wet and gray day. Very rare. Not not a normal day today. Cloudy. Um, I think the high was... Uh, it was like 58. Yeah, so that's cold, yeah. man. Like I think it says right now 55. It's that's cold in bad. Las Vegas. That's cold in Las Vegas terms. <laughs> I'll holler at you from Toronto next week and tell you how I think I cold Vegas is, man. Yeah. I'll probably be begging to be back here. But like, Tuesday, you and I were here in Las Vegas. We're covering the Ultimate Fighter 28 finale down here on the ground in Las Vegas. And uh, you and I had interviews set up that, that morning. We talked to uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, Kamaru Usman, Brian Caraway, Pedro Munoz, Alex Perez, uh, Joseph Benavides, we talked to later in the day. So we had some interviews set up, and uh, on the way there, uh, I discovered that, uh, well, the day before I had noticed my little tire sensor came on, but you know sometimes when the weather changes, yeah. you, you get your tire pressure thing on, so I didn't even pay yeah. any attention to it. It is a little chilly this week. I just kind of blew it off, but I'm going to warn people right now. If you're like me and you don't pay attention to your tire pressure sensor, start paying attention because I woke up the next morning Went to drive down to the Palms to meet you there for the interviews, and uh, man, it just it, the car didn't feel right. Like it was, yep. it was riding kind of heavy. Like it just it wasn't right. And and I turned the radio down, and I, it just didn't sound right. And I got out of the car and uh, you know looked at the tire, and one was like dead flat. The the uh, driver's side rear tire was just, I mean. Flat, like wow. I like. I wish I wasn't out of my so house. You didn't hear it like going like that whole like. Doo, 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 doo. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, it does. You know, it's it's got that kind of tire that's designed to be driven uh, on a little bit. You know what I mean? But it's still yeah. like it's it, not for very long. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So uh, and then uh, to make matters worse, you know, there's a gas station right by my house. So luckily I saw it and I was like, oh cool, I'll just jump in there and throw a little air in it. That way I can meet you because I mean I'm on a schedule right now. I'm on the way to go meet you and we've got these fighters lined up and uh, pull into the gas station right there. The air's got the uh, the out of order, you know, mm. notebook paper tape to it or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, damn it! I was like, okay, okay, okay. Where? 
Oh, I was like, oh, you know what? There's a gas station a little bit further down. Still on the way to come meet you. I'm like, but there's a there's a little there's a gas station further down. So I I, I drove down there, and that one worked. Uh, but it was one of those ones that was like kind of old and janky, basically. Like you, you can't even really. Like, Did you I have could, to pay for it too? Oh, oh yeah, you that had to sucks, pay for it. Man, that shit used to be free for air, bro. You used to be able to get free. You could just pull up to a gas station for air. And just plug the thing in, oh, but and, now everybody. And how profitable must it be that for a dollar fifty transaction, you can use your check card? Because yeah. nobody carries cash. I don't carry any cash on wow, me. They take check cards now? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm swiping my That's check card nuts. to pay for air, bro. I'm swiping my check card wow. to pay for air. So, But it's it's loose. I can feel the air coming out, so I'm like... Dude, that's when I messaged you. I was like, bro, I got this is not going to work. So I, I drove the car back home, put, put it in the garage, uh, jumped in an Uber, uh, made it on time for the interviews. I was happy. I was, I was worried I was going to be late, but I made it on time. We knocked out the interviews, and then I rushed home because I was like, bro, I got to get this tire taken care of. I can't be taking Ubers you know, every day this week, and I got to get this knocked out. So got that knocked out, and I'm like, all right, fight week's off to a, to a rough start, but we got it handled. We didn't freak out. We, you know, under pressure, we, we figured out the clutch plays. Everybody took mm-hmm. care of business, mm-hmm. and we got the interviews knocked out. Then on Wednesday, we came back, and we had a media day at the Ultimate Fighter finale. It was at the Palms, and uh, went up to the to the media room there, did scrums. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, Kamaru Usman were back. The four finalists were there as well. Got those all knocked out, and uh, then I was going to head home and, and, and go work from home a little bit, and... Uh, as we were packing up to walk out the door, <laughs> I knocked a cup of coffee into my computer. And like, I mean like straight up in straight it. Straight into the computer. Now, keep in mind, yeah. earlier this month, I mean three weeks ago, I almost almost ruined my computer with a cup of yeah. coffee in Denver. This time it is straight up into the tray of the laptop. Coffee everywhere. You had a towel, fortunately, which was great. I tried to soak it up. Uh, I turned it over. I disconnected. When you turned it, it over. They were still like, oh, it, it created a pile. Like was, it was a, it was dripping. A like it was huge. I was like, out of it. holy cow. Yeah, it was bad. So, which is crazy because you look at these laptops. I mean, obviously there was room around the buttons for when you push them, but they look pretty compact and airtight. You yeah. know, it's not like my old PC. You could swear you could see gaps because you'd always see the crumbs. Oh, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Most of these laptops, especially like these Macs, you yeah. don't see it. So for that much coffee to get in and still be dripping out, you know, that's just crazy. It was rough, man. I, I, yeah, I, you were sweating. I turned it out. I turned it upside down in my car. I put, I put your towel that you gave me. I laid it down in the seat, and I, and I turned the computer over uh, upside down. So as I was driving home, I turned the air conditioner on. Also, also my car has like the seat uh, vents or whatever. Mm-hmm. I turned those on high because I thought maybe some airflow underneath might help. I turned the air conditioner on high, just kind of blowing air. I figure any kind of moving air we can get, you know, it's almost like drying up your hands after you wash them or whatever at the in the bathroom. I'm I'm, I'm just anything I can do, right? Uh, and I get home and it's 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 dead as a doornail. Mm. And uh, basically, man, I spent this 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 all happened about 24 hours ago, and I spent the last 24 hours uh, basically just playing surgeon on my computer and trying to it's just it's been stressful and i'm lucky man i'm super super lucky because when i bought that computer i bought my wife a computer at the same time with pretty much the close close specs yeah um 
But the problem was I had to get all that data off my computer, which wasn't really working. So I had to, you know, do all the hard drive partitioning and repairs and everything I could do to salvage whatever data was there. And it wasn't reading properly. Like there was only 150 gigs of data on there, but it was showing 450. I mean, it was just yeah. headache after headache. And every time I thought I had a breakthrough, then another roadblock popped up, you know. And and, and finally, finally, I, I I got this backup computer up and and operating today. But that was. You know, I, I slept two hours last night because I was working all night. We had the official weigh-ins. This is a rare Thursday weigh-in. Yeah. I will say, thank God, as we sit down to record on Thursday nights the way we always do, you and I don't have to wake up early tomorrow. No. This is like the old days of the road show, bro. We do yeah. not have to be up early. <laughs> uh, but it has been a stressful week, man. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, yeah, cold coffee. I'm having a hard time saying it because coffee, F you coffee. Well, I was and again, say, but I at will least stress, I have never spilled a beer. That's true. Never spilled a beer in my computer. Well, I was going to say because you've spilled beers. Just oh, not on oh your yeah, computer. yeah, not in my computer. Just though. not on your That's computer. Different. Totally different. Very, very different. That just goes to show, folks, if you're going to have a liquid beverage next to your workstation, have it be a frosty beverage. <sighs> frosty <sighs> beverage. But, yeah, you were sweating. But I'm glad you got that worked out because, yeah, I was, I was thinking, like, fuck, if I got to do everything. Fight night's going to suck. <laughs> I was joking, too. I was like, I can't wait to send you all the pics to edit. And to your credit, you were like, hey, man, whatever we got to do. And I was like, I'm just kidding, dog. I'm not going to make you do that, was that the third. That was the third phrase that I had written. First. Uh, I, I went with that one after. <laughs> I was like, all right, team player, team player. <laughs> F team you. Player. Team player. That's great. All right, well, listen, speaking of terrible things, real quick, I do want to talk about, uh, before we get to the tough finale, uh, Liddell Ortiz. That was a terrible transition, calling it a terrible thing. But yeah, how bizarre. dare you? I did, but I did want to ask. Here, here's what I want to ask: because I thought you took a very, very unique position last week. <laughs> you, despite the fact that we can expense these things because it is part of our job, yeah, you took a moral stand and said, "I'm not ordering it. I'm not ordering it." What's and up I with did? that? Well, I'm kind of glad I did. When I saw how it ended, I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." That's cool. I'm glad I didn't. I don't know, because it's funny, because even when I was saying it on the, po- uh, on the podcast, I was like, all right, you know, I'll give them some money. I'm going to give them some money, you know, to their credit. I'm going to give them some money. But when it came down to it and that price didn't change, because when it was supposed to go to $20 right. all day long, I was going to buy it. No problem. I agree. And just the fact of when it was still 40 in my head, you know, granted, I mean, like, yes, the company's going to expense it, but I-, I was seeing the fact of like, oh, we had how many people pay for this fight, you know, and... In my head, I was thinking, it's not like a million people are going to, we're going to get tons of numbers of people reading the stories right. and stuff. So I was like, if they ever come back and say, why did you have every staff member watch this fight? You know? So it was partially that I was like, ah, you know, it just felt like a waste of money to have me when I wasn't really writing anything. And when it came down to paying $40 on fight night, I just, I balked. Because there were no other fights that really interested me. Yeah. So I was I was actually trying to hold out too because I was hoping that as the the event proceeded, the cost would come down at some point. Right. And they went the complete opposite route and just shut it off at a certain point, like maybe two or three fights out from Chuck. They just turned it off. I couldn't. I didn't even see the option to buy it anymore. So I was like, okay, that's weird. But then at that point, I was like, okay, I'm not watching it. Well, you know, it's so. funny. So I was watching it, and I was I was kind of helping the boys out. Simon Simano and Dave Mandel were out there in L.A. handling business. And, um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I was I was a little bit 
curious about seeing Chuck and Tito. And, yeah. Um, of course, it, it ended in probably worst case scenario as far as yeah. you know, Chuck not looking good. And I got, but I will say this: you know, you talk about the the undercard. Um, you know, there were some names on there. You know, Gleason Tebow, Efren Escudero. I mean, there were some names on there. But I will say, as the fight was going on, and I think this is going to be a problem if Golden Boy does try to stay in it. Um, the fights just don't feel like they mean anything because they don't move you forward. You know, in the same way right. that we've like we've right. praised the PFL, like. I, for some reason, I really get into those PFL cards because the whole cards are tied together and mean something. You know, it's right. like a whole division. It was the exact opposite with Golden Boy. I'm like, you know, I love MMA. I could watch MMA every day. I mean, we talked yeah. about, you know, what is too much. I could watch a lot of it. But to just, I mean, it do, it didn't feel like it was moving forward. Yeah. I mean, what just like an exhibition. That's like it. an exhibition like night. An exhibition. Like That's everybody just coming together to fight. And then at the end of the night, we say, hey, great event, guys. See you later. Yeah, and people were getting on the mic afterwards, you know. and, and and it was weird too. Like I, I thought the, the the announcing team did a great job. Like Frank Mir, Rashad Evans, I thought they both did fantastic. Todd Grisham did great. I thought the announcers did a really good job. I thought they selected great talent. Yeah. But Frank Mir was doing the the in ring stuff or in cage stuff, and it was weird because as is pretty typical in MMA, you go, "What's next? What's next?" Yeah. And the fighters are like. I don't know, man. You know, like, Oscar, you going to do this? Yeah. If so, like, give me a holly. And it was just weird. Like, hey, so what's next is, bro, if you do this again, g- give me a shout. Like, yeah. it was weird, you know. So I, I, it struggled. And then, of course, when we got to Chuck and Tito, man, it was hard. I, You know, I, I'm not as, I guess, maybe overly critical as some people are this week of saying, geez, what a disaster. It should have never happened. Um, I mean, Chuck was in shape, man. He was in shape. I'll give him that. He gave it a shot. And – you know, they did pass medicals and all that, but I mean, it, surely somebody that was training them had to know that that was not going to go well. Surely somebody had had to realize. Who knows? From what I was hearing or heard a little bit after the fact was the fact that he wasn't taking punches. When we asked him, even at that open workout day, what was it like, you know, hopping back in there, taking, taking punches to the head again, you know, shaking that rust off, he made it seem, and I, I'm pretty sure he said that, you know, it wasn't fun or whatever, but that it was happening. Right. But then, you know, I'd kind of heard some things after the fact that he wasn't sparring, that he yeah. wasn't taking shots, you know, and, and that's a big difference, especially when we always talk about game speed or, you know, fight speed. Once you get in there, you know, what, you, what you've been training goes out the window once you take that first punch. And it just seems to me that maybe he wasn't sparring because once, you know, he took some hits from Tito, I mean, from the, the little clips that I've seen after the fact – they were doing lots of damage to him, and he was just—he was rocked. He it was, was rocked right from the get-go, and, and he just put him. It wasn't fun to watch. All out of sorts, but you know, I think that's the difference too. About you know, and, and part of it, you know, going like what's going forward for Golden Boy MMA. This is a guy that you know, especially with boxing. You know, as a promoter, you work with different these different organizations that have the belts, as opposed to UFC, which is a promoter but controls its own belts right. instead of having these organizations, sanctioning these sanctioning bodies, you know, and I think that's something that if he's going to want to do it, I think he has to wrap, uh, and this is Oscar, has to wrap his head around, like, if you're going to do it, you know, there is no other entity out there that's providing belts. Everybody provides their own belt, right. so that's something that he's going to have to really, if they want to do it, yeah, he's got to take that step, and it's if true. he's going to go all in, he's going to have to make his own belts. Just the golden boy champ. Golden boy champ. Because that would make it, you know? I mean... If if you're doing one offs, but you're bringing in somebody to fight for the Golden Boy title, like maybe yeah. that means something. So I mean, because if not, and if he's just doing these little one off exhibitions, I guess that's good for the guys, the headliners, because it seems like, you know, Oscar said one thing about what fighters were going to get paid, and the only people that got paid 
a decent amount were Chuck and That's Tito. It. Everybody, Everybody else, got else paid made garbage. less than they made in the UFC. There were people yeah. making one and one on there. Yeah, I mean, which is crazy. I mean, but which... I will say, all right, so let's so let's get to this because uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this card. But I will say this: I initially heard the 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 initial estimates were forty five thousand pay per views. I've since heard revised. 25,000 wow. reviews and that 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 does come from an industry source um but you know it's not a source within uh, golden boy so you know you, we'll have to let them verify things and make an official announcement but either way it doesn't sound good but let's go low end let's say it is 25,000 if what they said on the revenue split is true that basically chuck and tito were making about 30 percent a piece out of that that's still you know three hundred thousand dollars that they're going to make each plus their guaranteed purses. So I mean, it's still half a million dollar paychecks for Chuck and Tito, which I mean, I can respect that. I mean, I, that is good money. There's yeah. not a lot of MMA what, fighters making that. Twenty-five thousand at forty—that's a million, a million bucks, right? And then so they, they get thirty percent out of it is what they is what they said. Plus, they were guaranteed two and two fifty, I believe, is what their their pay were, if I remember offhand. So I mean, if it's half a million dollar paychecks, that's not bad for them, but. Yeah, I mean, everybody else on but the card... But they made it sound like everybody was right. going to get a check Everybody that else on the card made peanuts. It yeah. was the boxing model. Yeah. The lower tier makes nothing, and yes, the upper tier makes something, yeah. but it's not, fair to, it's not fair to shout out those people from the rooftop as saying, look how much money they made when you had people making right. one and one. Or, I mean, especially to go out and say, I'm going to change the way things are happening. It's like, you didn't change anything. You did. You know, you didn't, you didn't do whatever, so... Maybe if they had more pay-per-view and he could have opted to do something after the fact, you know, like we always see these discretionary bonuses, these locker room pays or whatever, you know. Maybe if they had more numbers coming in that we would hear something about it. But, yeah, it's it's uh, just so bad. I mean, like they, they sold it as one particular thing, and uh, we definitely didn't get what we uh, wanted to. And then now you get, like, Dana and 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 uh, Oscar going back and forth a little bit about it, but which is kind of crazy. <laughs> which I don't want to give that too much, whatever, because uh, that's just two guys just. Oh, they're going crazy charming. at yeah, each that's other, just man. Nuts, man. And call, you know, definitely not holding anything back. It's not the smartest sh- crap talking going on. You know, it's just a lot of that's, like you know yeah, tongue and cheek jabs, but tongue and cheek. I mean. Cokehead. I mean, like that's kind of that's kind of just tongue like, and cheek. Well, you know, that's just over the top. Trash yeah. talk, man. It's crazy. I guess. It's just like, it's just so. It is no, There's it's no intellect behind that. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, enough of that. We'll see yeah. if Golden Boy goes on. I mean, I look, I guess they could make some money at it, but uh, I, I did hate seeing Chuck go out like that, man. It sucked. And I mean, I know he felt bad. And, and you know, like I said, he was in good shape, man. It looked like he tried. So. I don't yeah. know. All right, well, listen, uh, crazy weekend. There are two UFC events, two Bellator events in two days. I mean, it is absolutely nuts. You and I are playing the home game, man. We get the ultimate fighter finale. Uh, the main event is a big fight. You know, Rafael Dos Anjos, Kamaru Usman, a lot of meaning in the welterweight division. Uh, it's a big fight. It's in the small cage, which, you know, we'll see how that plays out. you got to think a small cage kind of favors Usman a little bit. Who's going to want to push forward and engage and grind? You got to think that's going to make it a little tougher to Hoffa to, to to dance around and have room to strike, which I think that's probably where he'd prefer to have it. Um, but you know, I, I feel like you know this fight isn't necessarily getting a ton of love, and I honestly believe that's because I think the public is still against Kamaru Usman, man, and I and I hate to see that uh, because you know we 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 had a sit down interview with him. That's on MMA Junkie. It's on uh, the YouTube channel as well. Um, and we sat down with Rafael Dos Anjos as well. Um, 
and then we had scrums with them as well. So, I mean, we had plenty of time to talk to both guys. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Usman is becoming a very well-spoken, you know, very uh, – I just – I enjoy talking to him, man. I, yeah. I think he's very insightful. I think he's very honest. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy talking to him. And I, I get that his his style doesn't necessarily lend himself to being – you know, he's not Cowboy Cerrone out there. I, I, I yeah. get that. You know, he's, he's – uh, he, he he tries to take a measured approach to the way he manages his career. He definitely takes a measured approach to the way he manages fights. Uh, and of course, uh, you know the comment that he made earlier this year when uh, when he had the the thirty percent. That I mean, is people certainly him. bite the bite the shit uh, out of him. That's all you see all over the place. You know he didn't didn't do himself any favors, but that one uh, stuck the, with him. And it's not what he meant. Yeah, it but, sucks. But in but the same sense, people him. are paying attention to it though. So if if they're if you're looking to say. All right, nobody's paying attention to anything this guy's saying. You know, you know, you have some out there that say, you know, until you get your first haters, you know, you haven't made it. So, you know, he could say, in a sense, you That's know, true. now you got people that are harping on the smallest little thing, whether they take it out of context or not. He could say, all right, uh, that's happening. So they're checkmark for something that's going on. Yeah. For me, when I think about this, and I think the UFC has a bad uh, habit when it comes to, uh, like, a lot of these tough fights and stuff like that is – you just, I personally, maybe it's the the lack of me watching cable television and only doing the over-the-top stuff. I saw no ads for this at all. The only right. time I see ads for this is if I'm already watching a Fight Pass product. You know, and if you're only going to really advertise something, if somebody's already watching your product, how can you expect to reach anybody else? I just feel that they do a, a really piss-poor job. Granted, maybe if I lived on FS1 or some of those channels watching those, maybe I would be seeing something. Right. But me personally, I just feel like, you know, you know, you feel the difference of the promotion when it comes to a pay-per-view. It's everywhere, you know, outside of just watching this stuff. It's randomly coming on commercials. It's doing whatever and just not getting the same push when it comes to these cards. So that outside of even the fight card itself, I mean, you definitely feel and I don't know if it's a matter of. The UFC has a bullet point, you know, when it comes to, all right, what kind of event is this? Was this a Fox event? Is this a pay-per-view event? Is this a fight night event? All right, these are the advertising budgets that we're already going to sort of slate for it. And, you know, now we come down to one of those ones where, okay, well, we don't have column A and B on this of all the the money that we can go to do this, this, this. We can only do this, this, and this, you know. Let's have some luncheons in in Vegas. Let's have some luncheons in Cali, you know, where – Media sort of there, so that you know they're That's easy true. lifts there hasn't for this been stuff. Much push for this fight, and it's a big shit. fight. It's a big fight. And le- the only stuff I honestly can think I've seen is when I'm already watching a fight pass or a UFC product that it, they just tag it on the end, which is weird because it because w- there's no point, cost you for You probably that. already know, you know what I mean? Like if you're already watching UFC programming, you're probably you already, already know aware it's of coming. The next yeah, we that's the that's the 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 regular user, your your diehards, whatever you know, but you're not reaching the casuals. And a card like this, it's already kind of hard because. If someone's not watching, like, I don't think Tough has had a new crop of viewers, you know, in in quite some time. You know, like, it's it's just not reaching the the new people. It's just the hardcore. So they knew this was going on. So they're already doing it. So where are you going to get the people to, to, to boost these things, you know? And I think that's tough, and I think that's probably what's led to what most people believe why this is probably going to be the last season of Tough. You know, it's just not getting the numbers. But when you see a promotion not giving its best on the finale of that either or just on these these fight nights, uh, it certainly doesn't help it, you know. I mean, it'd be one thing if you see great fights and people are like, man, I really appreciate that final of the the finale of the of that tough, you know. Let's give it another go, you right. know. And I just don't feel like people are, 
are saying that anymore, you know, but I don't know. Um, it does seem like this is going to be the last Ultimate Fighter. I know that, you know, Dana has said, hey, listen, the future's still up in the air. You know, we'll see what ESPN wants to do. But it definitely feels that way. I mean, we know yeah. that obviously the gym is gone. But they're building a new facility where they could house it if they wanted to. That's it. I but mean, it does. But at that point, it's just more of the – I mean, the Contender Series is is, is, is the future. That's it. I think that's I think if you could free up the amount of money, that, the, do the Ultimate Fighter is not a cheap venture. Like, no. Just if uh, you know, going and seeing the clock the, filming all the crew that's there, you know, let alone the house that they rent, the food, everybody always rants and raves. I just put a list. They buy me everything. Lobster. You know, there's multiple <laughs> people that are always on site that are just staff, people that are working the cameras, there are people that are you know taking the footage. This is a huge production, so if they could have that money back to push towards new ventures and new ideas, you know, looking for a fight, you know, putting towards contender for the most part contender runs pretty lean already because yeah. it's all for the most part just that fight night they don't do a lot of promotion i mean they might do more yeah. but most of the stuff the guys came to the pi yeah they shot promos there at the pi so they're not you know expending any money but i would be interested to see what new things that might be on the horizon that if they freed up that budget what that they could come, you know, whether it be a show that maybe per- goes back into boxing, you know, another love of Dana. I tell you what, I, I know it sounds know? a little, and I think they might be hesitant to do it because it probably sounds a little, uh, I don't know, mean spirited, but I don't mean it that way. Like, what about a fight night of like ten UFC veterans? You know, let's keep let's keep with that five fight contender series uh, vibe of ten UFC veterans that are based on the bubble of being cut. You know what I mean? Five winners stay on the roster. Survivor Series. But yeah, you know, five winners stay on the roster, five losers go. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I can see the UFC saying, well, that's kind of asshole. Well, what it, if you have a bad It'd be one thing if I, it was already, if you were already sort of cut, but that was a, a path back. That's true. You know, like say, you know, instead of like, oh, by the way, you know, because you figure most of these guys are assumed if they're already on the bubble, they already know any regular fight is right. already going to be the you're, you're fighting for your life. But it'll be interesting as a path back because you know, remember I'm they did the redemption like, series, like, like relegation, like in soccer or whatever. Right? You know what I mean? Like, dude, <laughs> what are they going like, to relegate them to? You're at the bottom. To nothing. You get relegated out. Well, yeah. I mean, then I don't know. I guess. Well, yeah, because probably like LFA wouldn't want to take somebody because they're trying to promote like up and coming yeah. talent. So yeah, it would be tough. Like, it'd be interesting though. I mean, it would be a neat way back. You know, I don't if know, you I see just, for. For people that uh, uh, didn't, because then you know they could do the whole revisiting them at their home afterward. What's been going on, and then they come. But I, I mean, I could see that like the redemption series, you know, uh, where they come back in and, and it's a fight, one fight that night. You know, they sort of build it up, you know, and you get that one chance to kind of cool. get back in. If anything, just at least get one more fight after that. You win yeah, your once shot. Once a year would be cool. Something or once a quarter. Or even that, if they did it just like the contender, there's no guarantee you get that contract after. You got that fight for that particular night. May, right. Hopefully, a little bit, maybe more money. Not like what they're doing, but the best fights of that night had the p- opportunity to get signed back to another you know, multi-fight like, contract. I see on social media like Joe Giannetta all the time has been out there like campaigning, like yeah. give me another shot, give me another I shot. Like Joe. Yeah, that would be kind of cool to take guys yeah. like that that have just been campaigning. Like, bro, I know you cut me, but I've won three in a row on the regional stage, yeah. and I promise I deserve another shot. Like, th- yeah, because you can't throw them on contender series. I right. think that's the yeah. neat thing about the contender series that it's these are town. people you don't know about. You know, they're new people that were just like, and it, and and to be honest, man, the contender series like vets are fucking killing it. Oh yeah. And we're actually this event here has some great names on it that we'll talk more. But like contender series uh, veterans. 
which is crazy to think that. But people that have went through that, that franchise are good. Bro, I, I cannot wait to see – I mean, like, I can't wait for the Contender Series to come back. I love yeah. that stuff. And knowing that, you know, they're going to have a new facility, it's, yeah. you know, I'm anxious to see that, what they have. So yeah. uh, it's going to be next that year. Could be pretty, it could be pretty sweet, man. Like, I mean, I loved that old gym for its history. You know, you know, you see it on TV, and then you walk in, you're like, oh, you see all the nooks and crannies that you saw on TV. Yeah. So it's exciting to see what the new facility and what uh, – what all they can build into it. I'm gonna go I mean, that's a the, huge building. I, oh, it's massive. It's a big, big building. I'm going to go by the old gym tomorrow, man. I haven't gone over there yet to see if they got rid of all the like the UFC branding and everything. On the garage, yeah, the garage the old, doors and stuff. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, you know, it'd be a good time to, tomorrow before the card, like yeah. the night before the last finale. Uh, I'm going to go over there. I bet it's still there. You I bet the, the, branding I bet the is owner is – that's probably how he's trying to like sell it or get it to the next one. He's like, this is where they used to do it, you know. And then let that new person like I'll run over there tomorrow. Know, on the way. Or something. I'm gonna do that. Uh, all right. Last thing about this main event. Uh, I mean, it, this thing has real title implications. But of course, you know, there's title fights to play out. Um, should be said, I guess. I mean, the, the plan is right now, and I think everybody knows this is Woodley and Covington in January in Anaheim. But it all centers around Woodley getting cleared. If Woodley, uh, you know, gets his injuries cleared, then they'll do it. If not, then they'll have to push it back. But that's the plan right now. Uh, I know Usman thinks he would be in line for the winner of that if he wins. Um, RDA. Hopes he would be. Um, I, I will say this, you know. Uh, I obviously always enjoy talking to, to Rafael. He's, he's a good dude, man. Uh, sporting the mustache this week. He strong. had some uh, car troubles as well. He had some car <laughs> troubles. That's a funny story. Uh, he basically ended up telling us that, yeah, he was doing an interview with MMA Junkie Radio, and while he was doing it, uh, he ran blowout. over something. Yeah, and he had a tire <laughs> blowout. He had to pull over after the thing was over. So I, I told the Junkie Radio crew that he, he'd be sending an invoice. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting to hear because, you know, he had had that plastic surgery um, where his ear was separating from oh, his yeah, head. Yeah. And I thought it was so interesting to hear him talk about um, what that mindset was like that you know when he was fighting Colby that basically their first exchange blood started coming down and and you know you, you hear about these guys you know I mean, these guys are you know guys and gals obviously man they're they're as tough as they come right I mean they lock themselves in a cage with another human being right but I'm like you know hey man dude, I mean when you felt that like were you scared and he's like. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's like, bro. He's like, I, it was all I could think about. My ear is about to come off my head. And he's like, yeah. at that point, I did not want to engage. I just, you know, I, I didn't want to. Re- like when I was in the clinch, I was uncomfortable because all I could think about is my ear is coming off my head. And and uh, you know, not that that's an excuse for a fight, but I appreciate him How being that honest. How could you not think about it? How could, How could you, you not think, think about, about it? it during a fight? And it's the first knew- round, and you know, like I've got you know five more rounds to go. Because one, I mean, it'd be a life-altering accident, yes. but also two. That's going to stop the fight. They're not going to let you fight if your ear comes off. So, I mean, I'm sure he was very, very worried. God, they're like, they're like, just put that on ice, and yeah. uh, I'll, I'll come back over for it in a little bit. That reminds me of uh, back when Evan Dunham, um, back in Japan, and I brought this story up last, oh, one of the last yeah. times we got with him uh, at the PI before his last fight. But he was talking about – he was there training with somebody – and went in for a single leg or something, and it was just like it wasn't like it was crazy in fight speed or whatever, but it almost ripped his ear off, and because he had this big bandage, I was like, "What happened?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I almost ripped my ear off." This shit happens, I guess, Breathe, easier man. than you think, you know. And how can you not, if you know that your ear is just barely there, and oh. then it's recovering, and then for it to start to happen at a fight. It's all I would think about. I mean, you see people take a shot in the eye, and they're they're constantly pawing at their eye. They're turning to the opposite side, and they're favoring it. You know, I mean, how can you not think you about imagine it? Your ears <laughs> flap, and you feel a breeze going into your oh, brain. Good lord. <laughs> 
gives oh. me chills thinking about oh, it. Like, scary. Yeah, it's, All right, big fight there for nightmare. both those guys, man. Rafael wants to prove, you know, that he belongs to that elite level in the welterweight division. And Kamaru, you know, he feels helping. Man, his, his scrum, like I said, go back and watch that, man. When he talks about the dedication and sacrifice and focus, man, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I really like this fight for both guys, man. This is a big moment for both of them. Uh, it is the ultimate fighter for now, too. Won't spend a lot of time talking about uh, the, the finals because, again, I, I understand. Even people that are listening to this show uh, probably haven't heard uh, uh, you know, a whole lot of, about either one of these guys but uh, or gals, for that matter. They probably didn't watch a whole lot of the season. But uh, the, the, the women's featherweight final, Macy Chieson versus Pani Kianzet. Pani is a, uh, a, a veteran of the sport, no doubt. Meanwhile, Macy... Uh, New a newcomer two and zero is in the professional ranks, uh, but I, I'll be honest, I'm pulling for her a little bit. Uh, she did go out to uh, Fortis MMA, our our crew out there in I Dallas, know. so I have to respect that. Uh, but I think that's going to be a good fight. I think Macy, you know, just uh, well, and there's no question about it. Kanzad moved up from bantamweight. Macy, while she's only two and zero, just being around her for the first time this week, she looks to me like a natural featherweight. She yeah. looks like. The bigger, bigger, stronger. Yeah, more natural. You can see that in the face-off. I mean, like she's coming, bringing her head down. You know, to to they they've been doing this like head-to-head like face-off thing that I think that yeah, went, they're... back when they did it in the tough house <laughs> or whatever. They're very very friendly, but so it's always interesting to see people that are such close friends or or good friends right. with a good history have to go in there and 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 bang. And I know that uh, when it comes down to fight time, I mean. Friendship is out the window for that night. You know they they can rekindle it after that fight. So it's pretty interesting. But she had great size over. <laughs> is it, I I was calling her Panny, but Panny, yeah, yeah. Right. But over Panny, I mean, uh, that's it's big. But I leaned the other way in my staff pick. I went Panny. Yeah. I went with the technique. I thought I you know, and I think with her experience, that, that's what led me that way. But the more of seeing Macy, I mean, seeing her size and the seeing the fact that. She looked healthy and happy all fight week. Not that Panny looked like she was struggling during fight week. I know it was probably a harder cut. And I mean, when we talked to her, I think on that first day she still had, I can't remember if she was one of the ones that gave us numbers, but I felt like she still had six or seven or something to go. But she didn't look bad. But, you know, when you saw Macy, she looked healthy and looked like this was like a fun fight week. You know, yeah. and that just goes to goes to think that uh, when it comes to fight night, she's going to have a lot of energy and a lot of strength, but still still leaning towards the, the technique side. You know, like they said, it's not it's not always about strength, you know, like Connor likes to say, you know, it's, it's about that precision, you know, timing. So uh, it's a that's big what fight I'm there. I'm, ex- I'm excited for that one. It is. I think you did get a good final out of this. So yeah, uh, I think that's going to be a good that's fight. That's going to be good. And then the heavyweight fight, and uh, Juan Espino versus Justin Frazier. Juan Espino, a Spanish fighter uh 38 years old by the way you're only supposed to be 35 it's 21 to 35 he got kind of a special exception i guess he basically petitioned his ass off to get in oh, to get into the house yeah to get into the house he made it to the final so he's proven his point a big dude man yeah. he stood next to him this week well he's good a reason dude. they gave him that exception yeah no doubt he's <laughs> proven but uh justin frazier um an undersized heavyweight i would say yeah. um but a dude that uh a great spirit number one man he yeah, was a lot of fun heart. to talk to a lot of heart but I, I, I want to play this audio because, you know, he came in and did a scrum with us. And, again, I'm assuming, to be honest, that most of our listeners haven't even watched The Ultimate Fighter. But, uh, you know, he came in and talked about, you know, why he feels comfortable here and why he feels like this was his destiny and why he feels like he, he could win. And, um, you know, he talked about his, the, the difficulty that his son had had in, in early in his life and he felt like, 
you know, that had encouraged him and taught him what, stre- you know, what strength is. And, um, you know, the, the, the basically kind of built around it. And I will say this, uh, you know, kudos to you, Kenny, because, you know, I, I know I'm the reporter and, and you're the, the videographer in most situations, but you were like, hey, listen, I think you were smart enough to realize in, in that situation, hey, a lot of people probably don't know the story. So maybe this cursory <laughs> – Myself included. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this cursory examination of it isn't enough. And you said, hey – you know, for people that don't know, explain it. And and Justin took time uh, to to break he laid it all down it out right he, from the right from get go from like birth and everything. I was like, wow. He laid this out, and that's that's the audio I want to play. We're not going to play the full scrum, but we're just going to play the part where you followed up and he explains this this uh, story. And I mean, listen, anybody's listening. If you're looking for somebody to cheer for, and again, I'm not trying to disparage Juan Espino. I'm not saying that, but uh, look, I'll be honest. This story. Um, and his son is six, so maybe it struck more, you know, home with me because my son is six as well. But I think anybody that's a parent, uh, and hell, I don't even know if you have to be a parent to just feel for this. You don't have to. I was, I'm not a parent. I was tearing up. Yeah, I, I was. I was getting very moved. I was. I was. Yeah, I was getting very choked up. It's hard to not to. I mean, granted, it's one thing by listening. I think you'll. I think everybody is going to get the feel. And there's another thing when you see his emotion when he was talking about it, looking at right in his face. You know. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It, it's hard to not pull for that. Just to think of, he's went. How can fighting or any of that stuff be tough after dealing with the stuff that his his young family's already dealt with? It's just, uh, it's mind blowing. But I think stuff. I think it'll resonate with everybody. All right, here's Justin Fraser. I appreciate you you bringing up your your son. I was going to ask you to maybe <laughs> clarify for for those of us that maybe don't know the full details. Can you talk a little bit about that situation and how that has put this all into perspective um okay my son Brantley six years old he's born August 30th of 2012 he uh he's three foot tall stands about that tall he weighs 30 pounds actually he'll correct me on that he weighs 32 point like three pounds right now he messaged me when I was in Yuma he's gained some weight so he's pumped about that um he's the, by far the smartest six-year-old you ever see he will argue and carry on like you wouldn't believe um at two weeks old Brantley had a heart transplant he was like the, at the time, he was the second youngest heart transplant recipient in the world. Um, I think he weighed around six pounds when that happened. They had to leave his chest open for about two weeks because the heart that they got in from another child um, was actually still physically too big to fit into his chest and they had to let the swelling everything go down. to. So he literally sat there, you could see his heart beating in his chest. Um, we lived in the hospital for nearly 18 months. In that time, some of the medicine that he took gave him a PTLD, post-transplant lymphoma. Um, so we fought cancer. He was on chemo while trying to recover from a heart transplant. Uh, we got we got to hold him at what six months? So I think he was close to six months old. It's the first time we got to actually, you know, hold our child. Um, I lived in the hospital the whole time. Lived off of savings from money that I'd save from fights and and when I was working selling insurance, etc. Um, and now he's he's batting a thousand. Um, he's home right now. He's he's rooting me on. I, I'm looking forward to the weigh-ins tomorrow because he wrote me a letter that I get to read after weigh-ins. I don't get to read it before, so I'm really pumped about that. He uh, he wrote me a letter before before I left for this last two weeks. You know, Dad, I uh, I know you're going to kick butt. Um, you don't have any other option to do that, but just for for good luck, I'm going to send Uno with you, and I'll explain who Uno is in just a second. He said, I'm going to send Uno with you for good luck because he was there for me when I needed good luck. And Uno is a, uh, it's the very first sock monkey, the first Uno uh, sock monkey he got. He was two days old, and um, he was laying there, and it's like a 
plastic container. You know, they got the shield over him, all these lines and stuff running into him because he had a he had a surgery the second day old. They cut him open. And they put PA bands on him, which stopped the blood flow to your lungs, so the blood the oxygen get to the rest of his body because his original heart had holes in it, it wasn't working. And um, he said, Una was there for me when I needed good luck. Not that you need good luck, but I'm sending Una with you anyways because I know this last part of two weeks of camp is going to be rough. So here's your good luck for that. Go kick butt, and I'll see you December 2nd when you get home. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm honestly, Friday can't get here fast enough because I get to go home on Saturday and I get to go see my son. Then after that, me and him, I, I built him a rifle this year. He's six. He's tiny, so I built him a, a little rifle to deer hunt with. He's legally old enough to hunt in Arkansas now, so we're going to spend a lot of time in a tree stand, and he's going to get to experience what I like to do, and we're going to have a good time. I look forward to that. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you. you very much for You sharing. bet. All right, so that's Justin Frazier right there. Like I said, man, I, I mean, literally was wiping away tears, man. I don't mind admitting that. It was uh, pretty damn tough stuff, man, to be honest with you. And uh, I, I just don't know how you don't cheer for that guy again. I mean, I hate to, you know, of course we're impartial. Of course, you know, I would be just as happy for Juan Espino to win. But I just, for somebody that's been through something like that, man, I don't know how you don't have a little emotional tie to him a little bit and hope they uh, hope they do well. No, dude. It was powerful stuff. Picked right. against him, but I'm totally rooting for him. Yeah, right? That's <laughs> funny. That's, that's funny how it works out, man. Um, all right, let's talk about the rest of the card real quick. Uh, Brian Caraway versus Pedro Munoz. We talked to both of those guys as well. Good, uh, but a good fight there, man. A meaningful fight for Brian Caraway. Um, you know, Brian Caraway opened up on MMA Junkie Radio about, you know, man, some of the stuff that he's been going through. And I, I thought it was awesome of him to just talk about it. I mean, obviously the, the death of Robert Follis is, is, is a big one. Um, and, and that resonates with all of us in this area. But you know, he talked about you know, you know, his relationship with Misha and how that falling apart, and, and her having a family, and you know, what all that impacted him, and just so many things that were going on, you know, right in his life. And uh, for him to talk about it all, I thought was was pretty awesome. And um, listen, I thought he did a great thing this week. It's a home game here in Vegas, and he told us, you know, he stayed at home. And it's an interesting thing, you know, some people, yeah. the people that live in here in Vegas, you know, you still get a hotel room, you get your suite, so you get to make your uh, decision. What do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to uh, go and stay at the hotel and treat it like it's a fight week, you know what I mean, where where you're cut off from the world and you kind of get into that, you know, mindset or whatever, or do you keep your routine going? And I will say that is one thing Robert Follows used to always tell me about Brian Caraway. He said, man, that guy, because and, and Brian admits it, you know, he lives in his head a little bit, and he's like, if we could just, you know, not tell him that we've got a fight book for him, and just swoop by his house on a Saturday and throw him in a van and drive him <laughs> to the arena and drop him in the cage, they're like, he would beat everybody. But he, you know, he overthinks things and he's he's you know kind of living in his head all the time. And so this week he said, you know, he stayed at home, and uh, you know, this is a this is a big fight for him. He, he talked about the fact, you know, that he and UFC were kind of at each other's uh, throats a little bit. You know, he was he was out of the promotion for a little while. They dropped him from the rankings, and now he's back. Um, so a big fight for him. And, of course, Pedro Munoz is a guy that, that we've enjoyed following for a long time, you know, coming from the regional scene. And then, um, you know, having success. He's, he's had mixed results in the UFC, but Pedro Munoz, when he loses – Man, it's only to the absolute best. You know, it's always yeah. that top tier. So uh, I find this to be a very intriguing fight. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for this one. Who did you lean on this one? I went Caraway. Did you go Caraway? I went Caraway. Yeah, I went Munoz. On I feel this, like but. I mean, listen, Munoz is the right is the right pick in a lot of ways, but I, I feel like Caraway is like ready to have that breakout performance. You know, and, and he has them. I mean, he has he, he, he has like, skills. I know people hate on him. Yeah, but he has skills. You watch him in the gym. The fights that he's talented. You think that he's going to lose? He, yeah. he 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 gets it together, and this could definitely be one of those fights. But you know, I'm I'm super stoked for this because these are two guys that are going to they're not afraid to throw hands. So I mean, I'm looking forward to them. 
you know, kind of meeting in the middle and kind of just seeing seeing who who lasts. It should be good. Uh, should Edmund be Shabazian, as you mentioned, the. Uh, the yeah. Contender Series alum, you know, that are on this card. Evan Shabazian, one of those, going against Darren Stewart. Uh, another, I think, very intriguing fight. Now, if you if you didn't see Edmund Shabazian, um, he is a Glendale Fighting Club alum, so you will see Edmund Tverdian in the corner, which, of course, always draws the ire of many MMA fans oh, yeah. who will certainly be screaming head movement. Yeah. And I, didn't, sort of I didn't watch the stream today, but I did find myself without even realizing I was doing it. As soon as I saw him, I was like, Zoom over a little bit more, pushing, just knowing that Facebook was going to start doing it. No question about it. Uh, but Edmund uh, <laughs> Shabazian really impressed me in his Contender Series fight. Uh, yeah. he, he's big. He's strong. He seems yeah. confident. He seems well put together. Um, Darren Stewart's dangerous, man. There's no question about it. Darren Stewart is dangerous, but there's a big size difference between these two. And uh, I feel like Edmund, you know, there's something about him, man, that just he seems to have something going. Now, head movement? <laughs> there you go. Is it his head movement? It's his head movement. It's definitely his head movement. Uh, and, and I believe, if I remember right, Ronda Rousey actually manages him. So that kind of really, yeah, that kind of makes you think that maybe she saw something. She too. saw something. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think this is a big fight. And and I will say this too. Um, we're we're waiting here. I'm actually. I mean, doing a little reporting on the air, I guess. Uh, but. Uh, well, it looks, it, the, the, the text is coming across right now. I'll just say it right now. Jiyun Kim versus Antoni, Antonina Shevchenko. I almost said Antonio like they did this morning. Whoops. I know. I was like, ah. Oh. Uh, fight is on. There, that We were hearing news that, that maybe it might not be, uh, but we're hearing now that it, it's on. Well, that's good. Six-pound weight difference between the two. We, we are still waiting on an official word from the UFC, which I imagine will come any moment. Like I said, I apologize. I'm actually sending text messages as we're talking. Um, but the fight is going to happen. There was a six-pound weight discrepancy. And here it, we're sitting there right now. It's 8.30 p.m. The weigh-ins were this morning at 9 a.m. Ji Young Kim was the first one on the scale. The weigh-ins were over in an hour. Yeah. It's taken 10 hours to get – this fight official, but I'm I'm now receiving a text message and hopefully to get a few others to confirm afterwards um, that this fight is happening. And apparently, what it boiled down to was um, the NSAC wanted it to be within a five pound weight allowance. Sure, but because uh, Antonina actually came in under, under. one twenty four point five, yep. it ended up being a six pound discrepancy, and that had them concerned all day, complicating matters. Bob Bennett is on vacation in Hawaii, and so uh, he didn't necessarily have cell phone service, and there was a big time difference, and the commissioners that are left were, were trying to handle things, but I think they wanted to make sure Bob was okay with their decision as well. Um, so but literally, as we're sitting down to record this, I, I had heard that the fight might be off, and it sounds like now it is going to happen. That's awesome. That's I was looking forward to it. Antonin is a fun fighter, and Kim yep. is a she's, – she's tough. She's tough. She likes to throw down, but – Man, I, I'm just excited to see where Shevchenko is going. Um, you know, not to say that she's living in the shadow of her sister because she has her own uh, career that's been, you know, very well documented. She does; she's a great fighter in her own right. But uh, yeah, this is this could be this will be a real test to see how she has grown in the MMA world. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. I mean, uh, should be fun. Should be fun. And Kim, I felt bad for her. I mean, because she looked – I mean, Grant, I know they tried to push it and get a lot of weight. It looked like she could have gave a little bit more. She wasn't like – she didn't have that 
sunken look. You know, she actually even kind of, you know, uh, looked good, looked pretty healthy at at the weigh-ins. Like, man, did you not have time to kind of get a little bit more out? But I'm glad the fight's able to go. Um, I did leave uh, lean towards Shevchenko on this one. I, I think so. I mean, listen. Yeah. Uh, and basically, the reason Kim missed is she she stepped in on short notice. Short notice. Um, and and my understanding is that you know it kind of felt like the you know they were in a the USC was in a bad spot, and they said, hey, listen, we'll take the fight, and then found out the weight cut was going to happen, but. Uh, but yeah, it's happening. So uh, good stuff. I, I thought we were going to lose that fight, and I, I'm like you. I wanted to, I wanted to see that as well. Um, I, I guess just kind of running through the rest of it real quick. I mean, Joseph Benavides versus Alex Perez. That to me is the fight to watch on the prelims. Um, you know, Alex Perez stepping in on three weeks' notice, facing Joseph Benavides, a top-ranked contender. Uh, definitely a big, big fight for both these guys. I will say, uh, and. And I've spent years around Joseph Benavides, and yeah. I've spent some time around Alex Perez. In my head, I didn't realize the size difference between yeah. those two until I actually saw them stand next to each other today. Yeah. Alex Perez <laughs> is way bigger than Joseph Benavides. He is a lot bigger. Uh, you know, I think we both went Benavides in our staff picks, but yeah, it was one of those moments seeing the size difference. They were just like, oh, what have we done? I mean, but let's be honest. I mean, we're we're a bit of homers for for JB. He's done a lot of great things for us, and being here in Vegas, we see him absolutely everywhere, you know. And and, and Megan's a good friend too, and I'd hate to pick against her man, you know, and then have to see her one day and have to to live it down. So there's there's some of those picks that you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna have to take one for the team. <laughs> and this is kind of one of those ones. But that being said, J Joseph is uh. He's a hell of a fighter, man. Yeah. When he when he comes in, and he's healthy. Um, his head movement, his his sort of uh, unorthodox uh, movement side to side, and his quickness getting in and out usually is what wins him the day, you know. But seeing that size of Alex, man, uh, he has the kind of size difference that you could just sort of bully somebody around. And if and if uh, Joby's going to be trying to run around waiting to try to strike on some of these shots you know this is the kind of fight that can almost get away from him while if, if if Alex is seen as the dominator the guy that's you know kind of pushing the pace you know you could lose rounds you know if he's just trying to run instead of just stand there in the middle with the bigger guy and try to trade you know it's he might lose rounds just kind of you know trying to do that movement but Alex is he's an exciting fighter man he's he's got great striking um, it should be a lot of fun, um, but yeah, seeing that difference today, it, it made me doubt my pick. I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I'm not going to swap it, you know. But uh, that size difference, you're right. In your head, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, they're they're about the same size, you know. Yeah. All these no, guys, all these, not even close. all these smaller guys, you know, they're all the same size. And you saw it, and you're like, holy cow. He's a flyweight. <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's the key fight on the prelims, no doubt. But there's some other ones. Kevin Aguilar, we've seen him come up on the regional scene versus Rick Glenn. Uh, Rick Glenn did miss weight as well, but uh, Kevin Aguilar was excited to be here. That's a good one. Batista and Green off the show were there. Letson and Stolarenko also off the show were there. Uh, Horcher versus Roosevelt Roberts, another yeah. another uh, contender series alone. I do want to say about that, Glenn, yeah. that we went back to double-check because if you guys watched the, mm. the, the ceremonial weigh-ins, um, Brendan up on the the stage said thirty percent. Said he was fine thirty percent. 
you know, we had initially reported from what we were told 20%. So I wanted to go back and make sure that we weren't wrong. Like, you know, because somebody's going to watch it and be like, oh, you guys are wrong. You guys said 20%. Right. No. We went back and 20% is the, is the correct amount. You know, they misspoke up on the stage. So yeah. not sure where they got the They're 30% They're wrong, from. not us. They're That's wrong, not us. So <laughs> maybe they went back to look at the last time somebody lost by that much weight and maybe that was the percentage. Uh, you know, you don't – I don't know. I can't. I always feel like 30% comes in other places. I, I feel like 20% in, in Vegas seems to be well, one of again, those. Well, I'll, again, I'll throw it out there as a public service announcement. Remember, if you're a fighter and your opponent misses weight, 20% is not written anywhere. It's not written. It's true. You can ask for whatever you want, man. Go ask for 50 and settle for 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? There you go. Do that. So, uh, anyway, all right. Well, listen, we'll have full coverage of that. Uh, from Las Vegas. It's not the only USC card this weekend. USC Fight Night 142 is taking place in Australia. Bummed to me missing that, but I get it, man. It's it's been the reality of our 2018 with the uh, with the trims travel schedules. Uh, but uh, you know, it's a good card. I mean, I I, I get it. You know, it's, it's hard to sell uh, our bosses at USA Today maybe on some of the prelim cards or whatever. But um, man, the top stuff at, at the top of the card is big. Uh, Junior Dos Santos and Ty Tuavasa in a very, very key heavyweight contest. Uh, man, a lot on the line. You know, Junior Dos Santos had that time off. He had a good win last time out. It wasn't necessarily, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily the greatest performance of all time where you go say, all right, now we got to, you know, now we got to book him in a title fight. He's in the number one contender fight. No, it's not. But, you know, he got back in the win column and he kind of put everything that happened behind him. Meanwhile, Ty Tuivasa, uh, I, I just don't I, – I'll be honest with you, man. I, I like – I mean, I like both these guys. Junior Santos one of the nicest guys in the game, no question about it, man. I mean, uh, you know, he's on that uh, – he, he's on that upper echelon. I mean, there's so many nice guys in this game, but he's on that Mark Munoz tip of, like, the <laughs> nicest guys I like that. of all She give, like, time. a Mark Munoz award yeah. <laughs> for, like, the super nicest – fighters yeah. out there you're right but he, he is super super nice he is he is on a whole nother level i don't think i've ever seen him upset like like having a bad fight week no. you know granted it probably helps being a heavyweight you know he's not he's not hurting like some of these other guys but yeah he's one of those guys but ty is giving a run for the money in the in the terms of a guy that you looks like you just want to hang out with him right like you just i just want to throw back some beers with him you know granted i will not drink from a damn shoe but uh I feel like he would force everyone that he sat down to have a beer with to at least <laughs> oh. drink something from a shoe. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, listen, I got to see a little bit of him in action in Moscow. Yeah. And uh, Tai Tuivasa can put in some work. I and, bet. Uh, I believe it. Listen, I, uh, I he, he's it. a good dude to hang out with. You know what's funny is it just came back to me, man. Junior, so I don't know what, you know, talking about Junior and thinking about what a nice guy is. Uh, I remember being in Brazil one time. And I don't even remember what this event was. I don't even think he was fighting. I think he was just a guest fighter down mm -hmm. there. And it was uh, – it, we were we were driving to like uh the, the the favelas for like a community project or whatever, and I happened to be in the shuttle that he was in, uh going to the favelas because obviously, um you know they weren't letting you as a journalist like take a taxi into the favela. You know the, the UFC was Smart. like, listen, if you're gonna cover this, you're riding with <laughs> we us. We want you to be able to come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we so we were riding on the shuttle because normally we're not allowed to be on on shuttles with fighters because obviously you know, yeah, they don't want them to be uncomfortable. This was a special situation, and uh, on the way back. I just remember him singing like pop song after pop song of like Katy Perry and and, and it was in fact I remember him singing uh, uh baby you're a fire That's hilarious. That, and it was lit, and I didn't realize that I mean that was basically how he 
taught himself English or like how he improved his English was like listening to pop music or whatever. And uh, I just remember laughing. I'm like, dude, who would think that, you know, big, tough, heavy, like you would be singing Katy Perry. Perry And he's like, John, it's a beautiful song. (laughs) (laughs) It really uh, is, Jay. It really is. This is a a key fight, man. So, uh, you know, listen, uh, you know, those fights are on normal time for us. Yes, I know it's in Australia, and so you probably haven't seen a ton of media coverage. You probably haven't seen a ton of interviews. Um, but it is worth watching, and it, it's on Saturday night. It's not like uh, it's not like China was, where you got to yeah. you know you got to get up at three in the morning or whatever the case may be. So uh, a, a big fight. Um, I'm excited about it. It's meaningful for both these guys. We're going to find out if Tai Tuivasa is real. Uh, we're going to find out if Junior Santos is still at that championship level. Can he hold off the the, the fast rising uh, up and comer? And then, even though we're not covering it. I did get a chance to get Tai Tuivasa on the phone earlier this week, and I figured, you know what? Let's save that audio for the NBA Roadshow. Let people hear Tai Tuivasa because mm. I'll be honest, Tai is not a guy that is that generates big traffic for MMA Junkie yet. I see that. I mean, so I don't think he's resonating big time yet. And maybe – I mean, I know the shoey thing is the shoey thing, but – this dude is more than the shoey more thing, than man. Shoey. He's more than a shoey. <laughs> and uh, I, I did see. I was like, uh, kind of googling some stuff, like getting some notes together. I did see that that somebody, and this is so obvious, it was on the table. I don't know why nobody. I, I hadn't heard it before. Maybe it's out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the Australian outlets down there had had labeled him Thai Shoey Vasa, <laughs> which it's just right there. I don't. It was on yeah. the T. I don't know how yeah. he would grab it. Yeah. But it's more than the shoey. It's more, more than, than a the shoey. shoey. Here is uh, Thai Tui Vasa. Thai, how you doing, sir? John, bro, you're, hard, you're a hard man to get through to. <laughs> I thought you were the one that was hard to get a hold of, man. Nah, baby, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love to hear. Hey, Ty, talk to me, man. I mean, I know you're not the sentimental type, but, uh, you know, main event, Australia. I mean, are you are you feeling the love this week? Is it feeling pretty special? Man, it's, 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 a, very, it's a very big achievement, uh, you know, for me and my family and, and for my country, but but you know, same same shit goes. It's, it's just a fight. It's just a, it's the same old fight. You know, we're gonna get in there. And we're gonna we both gonna punch face. It's simple as that. <laughs> yeah, no question. So, I mean, do you let yourself enjoy it all? Though, as you said, I mean, this is a big accomplishment. You talk about where you came from and you know what you represent to the country. I mean, are you letting yourself enjoy it at all, or or is that a mistake to let yourself enjoy? It? You got to keep your head on straight. No, I keep my I keep my shit. I keep my shit level, bro. You know. Uh, this is this is you know I'm not done yet. I'm only getting started. I've only been fighting for a year, so I'll probably let my hair down in a, in a few years when I when I when I do something real big, you know. Yeah, no doubt, man. Talk about being back in Australia. I mean, obviously that's your home, and I know you represent. Uh, do you enjoy fighting there more? I mean, you got the nice Chicago experience earlier this year. It seemed like you had fun there. What What do you want to do moving forward? Is it, Is it better for you to fight at home, or, or do you want to be out on the road a little bit? Man, there's there's no place like home. Um, of course, I, and I said it from the start. You know, uh, any any show in Australia, I'm uh, I'm obviously going to lean towards Australia more than anywhere anywhere else in the world. But uh, uh, you know, same same shit applies. Fight, fight, fight. You know, if I fight anywhere, it's the same shit's going to happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock up and I'm gonna throw down. Yeah, no question. Talk about JDS, man. You guys had a little little back and forth on social media, you know, had a little couple barbs at him. Now that it's fight week and he's around, I mean, uh, is there tension there? Are you shooting him some looks or, or anything like that? Or is, is he just too nice of a guy? So you guys are out there petting kangaroos and stuff. Yeah, yesterday we were, uh, we were, uh, we were uh, cuddling each other and, uh, you know, but uh, 
No, uh, Junior, Junior uh, embraced uh, em- embraced a part of my culture, and he and he took it on board, and uh, and I really respect that. I really do respect that. I, despite all the shit, you know, uh, you know, talk, trash talking or whatever, we're we're gonna fight. But um, when it comes to cultures and and, and respect, uh, you know, that that's different, you know. And I really appreciate what he did yesterday, and 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 that'll always uh that that'll stay that'll stay uh, in my heart and. and you know, and, I, and I'll take that. I'll take that from him for sure. That's that's something I really appreciate. But it's definitely not going to change what's going to happen on uh, on Sunday. You know, we're both going to try and take each other's head off. That's just that's just how it is. No question about it. Is this? Is this? I mean, I know you said you. It's kind of every fight's the same to you, but I mean, this is a former champion. I know Andre Olasky was a former champion, but that was a long time ago. I mean, does this feel like a bigger fight, a more current name, a more you know? recent champion does this feel special to you in that way in testing yourself uh man you, you know me i really don't give a fuck uh, <laughs> we, we, everyone's the same i i approach every fight the same uh you know he, he's got two hands i've got two hands he's got two legs i've got two legs it's uh it's very simple this fighting game it's uh it's it's it's, it's you know it's that's it's, how i look at that's how i look at it and that's how i look at uh every fight I was going to say, it's almost like us writers overthink things a little bit, huh? I mean, is there no real game plan? It's just show up and, and do what you do? Well, fighting's that simple. <laughs> you, you you do the punching or you get the punching. It's, it's, it's simple. It's very simple. <laughs> That's awesome. I know you got a, a new contract a couple months back, right? I mean, uh, did you feel the love from the UFC there? Is it, is it uh, feeling like your career is really moving in the right direction for you? Uh... Yeah, a little bit, you know, it's better than where I started, but uh, obviously after this fight, you know, if I do what I do and I make a statement, uh, I'll be definitely hitting them up for, for you know, for phase three, and I'll be expecting that phase three cash, baby. <laughs> you said it right there, man. You said make the statement, man. I, I know you said this is a simple game and, and everything's the same and you keep a level head, but I don't know, Ty, this would seem like a really, really big moment, a big win. I mean, does this feel like an opportunity to really kind of catapult yourself into the mainstream to get the spotlight? For sure. This is, this is, uh, this is make or break. But, um, you know, to some people, I think they, they might look at that as, as something very big. And for me, it's, it's, uh, for me, I'm, I'm doing something that, 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 that somewhere where I'm from has never been done before, you know? So, uh, and, and the person where I come from, you know, I'm already doing good. Uh, so I don't, I don't, you know, I, I take every day as a blessing, and and that's how I take it. And this is, this is this is just another fight, but this is make or break for me. And uh, and I'm ready. You know, I, I leave I leave all that up to my coaches and trainers. I I do the hard work, and and then it's just up to me to get in there and, and do the business. Yeah, no question. Have you thought about what comes next? I mean, you said, uh, you know, this is the the next phase. I mean, this would be big. Do you have a plan mapped out? Nah. Yeah, you know me. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I just take it every day, every day as it comes, man. And every day is a blessing. Uh, I, I, I got this fight to worry about. I'm not worried about what's next. Uh, you know, I, I do my work here and I get it done, and then uh, hopefully that money comes. And uh, like I said, you know, the money's there. I'll find anyone. Let me give it beautiful, <laughs> beautiful man. You, you you keep it simple. I like it, man. Well, let me just ask you one last time. I mean, when you when you play this one out, what are we expecting? I mean, is this a 
Is this going to be one of those epic heavyweight clashes we've seen down in Australia? You know, Bigfoot and, and, and Hunter, are we talking about quick and dominating? How does this get done? And this can go either way, but, uh, you know, I, I want to, this is, uh, this is my hometown. Uh, not my hometown, this is my home country. Uh, these are my peoples. This, uh, the guy who's coming to, uh, take my head off is my slouch. He's one of the best fighters ever. Uh, so I'm not taking it lightly, you know. I'm gonna go out there and, and I wanna get this done quick. I wanna, I'm, I'm coming out and I'm swinging for the fences. So Tai Tuivasa, man, I, I just, as you said, I mean, he's as laid back as you'd expect. He's got jokes, uh, and uh, and I just love his simplistic approach to things, man. It's like, listen, dude, you either, you know, you go out there and either you punch or you get punched, man. It's not that hard. Like, quit overthinking this shit, John. It is what it is. So uh, I dig it. But I, I, I love this main event, man. I love both the guys in it. Um, I, I think I ended up going with Tuivasa in my picks, but uh, it's a tough, child, a tough call because JDS, I mean, one of the most – the, the cleanest, you know, pure technique. He's got great heart as well. Um, you know, Ty, this is, I don't want to say a make-or-break moment for Ty because Ty's a young guy. I mean, he's in his early 20s. Uh, he's got a lot of future ahead of him. But this is one of those moments where you, I think you really measure him to see what you got. You're right. And and I think I lean towards J- JDS in this, and I, I went towards the experience, especially in the big moments. I think this could be one of those moments where uh, – Tai Shui Vasa, uh, to to use the uh, whatever that Australian outlet's name right. name, um, he's gonna have a lot of pressure on his shoulders. You know, he's gonna he's gonna feel that he needs to carry this event, being the main headliner and being down there. So I'm thinking that this big pressure moment might be a little bit too much. And I'm still I still think JDS has got a good bit left in the gas tank. I do I too. This is not a diminished JDS. He might not be what he was at his peak, but I still think he's a very dangerous guy. And I think. With him being that and this extra pressure on Tui, I was uh, I leaned towards JDS. I, th- I think that pressure might, you know, cause him to kind of falter a little bit. And JDS isn't isn't a guy that you want to be a little bit unsure in there. That might not be the case, but uh, it's just hard. To, I always find it hard to pick against JDS. Oh, you absolutely. Know, hard to, hard to pick against him, but it should be a fun fight. But you're right. If Tui can come out there and 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 smash JDS and catch JDS, <sighs> and let alone if he he, he finishes him, holy cow! Welcome, you are here, sir, and you have stamped your name on the division. I mean that uh, JDS. I mean he is he's he's a, a legend in that in that division. So yeah. I mean if he can if he can beat a former champ like that, uh, he most certainly uh, is there. It's interesting, man, because. Uh, you know, you and I have gotten a chance to go down to, to that region a little bit and, you know, see this up-and-coming talent that's been developing, man. And, you know, yeah. I think Tyson Pedro, who, of course, fights in the co-main yeah. against Shogun Hua, you know, I think he was that one that was kind of like that next-generation guy. I mean, Jake Matthews, yes, yeah. um, but but I think Tyson Pedro was one, and then he had some losses or whatever, you know. Um, but but you keep seeing this talent coming. Ty Tuivasa, yeah. let's, you know, let's go ahead and mention Israel Adesanya, you know, these names that have been coming up. Uh, Dan Hooker, Dan Hooker uh, yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky, you know, this, this, this yeah. generation of guys that seems to be developing from there and I think for whatever reason and maybe it is I mean maybe the shoey thing as much as it was like 
the great gimmick to get him in the door. Like, I almost feel like it's like a hindrance to people. They're like, well, he's the, he's the shooey guy. Like, hold on, man. Like, if he beats JDS, yeah. like, now you start realizing he's, he's more than the shooey guy. Yeah. So this is a big moment. Uh, Tyson Pedro, Shogun Hua in the co-main event. Big moment there, too. You know, I, I talked to Tyson earlier this week. Um, he was, you know, he was great as well. You know, I'm a big fan of Tyson Pedro. I'm a big fan of his walk-in music choices. He's a good dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's in a key spot, man. He's one and two in his last three fights. You know, that happens. You know, you suffer your first loss. You rebound. You get a win. Then you suffer a loss again, and that doesn't sound that bad. You're like, well, you know, he's a pro- he's a he's a he's a young, uh, you know, prospect. He's he's gaining experience, that sort of thing. But all of a sudden, you find yourself at one and three in four fights. That does not sound good. You know what I mean? No right. matter what the circumstances are, it doesn't sound good. Now again, he's going against Shogun, who, you know, Shogun is a diminished version of Shogun. There's no question about it. I mean, he's he's been dealing with, uh, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I mean if, if if you could get him to talk honestly, man, his knees are gone. You know what I mean? He's just not he's not that young marauder that he was in Pride. Um, not to say that he's not a great fighter. He's still a great fighter. I mean, yeah. you're not you're not going to be a chump and come in and beat Shogun. You still got to be at the top of your game. Um, so you know, this is a good test for Tyson Pedro to see if you know was it the personality, was it uh, you know all the things surrounding him that got us caught up in him, or is Tyson going to be? One of the guys, one of this new generation of fighters, you know, like Tuivasa seems to be, like Adesanya definitely is proving to be at this point. So, um, you know, big fight for Tyson Pedro, and I like that. I like Mark Hunt versus Justin Willis. It sounds like, you know, I had a great interview with Mark Hunt earlier this week. Put that up on MMA Junkie. He's basically just writing it off and saying this is his last UFC fight. He says he still wants to fight five more times. But he just doesn't see himself doing it in the UFC. And I was like, well, what if they came back and, you know, really sweeten the pot? And he's like, dude, I just I just don't see it happening. I, you yeah. know, I'd rather go somewhere else. Uh, he's got Justin Willis, so I like that fight. And I, I like Tony Martin. Tony Martin has quietly become one of my little closet favorites, man. He's just got this little chip on his shoulder. And actually this week, and I don't know if it's this week only or if this is him going forward, but uh, he will not be Tony Martin on the broadcast. He's going to be Anthony Rocco Martin. Uh, You know, he changed his his Twitter handle. I don't do much Instagram. I don't know if he did that too, but he changed his Twitter handle to Anthony Rocco Martin. Or maybe not the handle, but you know what I mean? Like the the label or whatever is to Anthony Rocco Martin. But that's what he's asked them to call him on the broadcast as well. He's going against uh, Jake Matthews, and that's a, that's a key fight. Again, Jake Matthews, one of those guys that was on the rise, had a loss, seems to be battling back. Um, so I love these, I love these top fights. And then there's all kinds of other stuff that you can talk about. Superman Mokhtarian, we love the Mokhtarians, man. They're they're great. Sadiq Yusuf, I'm a big fan of his. Paul Craig, uh, can't understand a damn word he says, but uh, Paul Craig, the great Scott, fun to watch. Jim Crute, who came off the Contender Series, flew all the way. Um, lots of stuff happened there. What are you, what are you going to be watching now for this? All of the above. <laughs> I did hear. Did you hear that it was Kayla Harrison's suggestion, or is that to just go to, BS? To go to Anthony Rocco Martin, is to that right? To, that's what I thought. I heard somebody say somebody that. that said, was, I did not hear that. I thought I heard somebody just suggested like a, that. Like a, I mean, look, Anthony Rocco Martin it is sounds, a hell of a lot more memorable than name. Tony Martin. I mean, it is no, a very look, strong I'm John name. Morgan. That is like about as common as you can get. So yeah. Tony Martin, I feel you. Yeah. If you could go, you know. In fact, just drop Martin. Just be Anthony Rocco. Anthony Rocco sounds pretty darn <laughs> like, good. Did you guys hear that newcomer, Anthony yeah. Rocco? I mean, it could be completely BS. I forget where the hell I heard it, but I thought I heard somewhere that that was at her suggestion. That's great but if it is. I don't know. Who knows? It could be a, a complete internet bullshit. But uh, 
that should be a really, really good fight. But you're right. I mean, top to bottom, I love that Jake Matthews-Tony Martin fight. I think both of us picked opposites of that. Jake is uh, – Well, don't listen to my picks. Listen to the leader well, no, but you're on right. the you, MMA junkie you, staff. I mean, we're <laughs> talking about one month left to go. One month left. Cold coffee is in the lead, <laughs> fellas. It's it's a tough one, and that Willis Hunt one, that's another one, man. It, it hurt me to go against Hunt, but part of me was in that thinking of he has sort of doubted in. I think he is just trying to get that paycheck and go. I mean, if, if he's not willing to really – well, I can understand why he doesn't want to stay with the UFC. The UFC has done him dirty these last uh, these last few years, man. They haven't given him the treatment that uh, uh, he deserves. I mean, he's done nothing to uh, I I, just, I don't know to to warrant the 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 hatred. No. I mean, granted, trying to push for what he feels right. You know, yes, he's been very vocal about what they've done when they've allowed these cheaters you know that have done things i mean he's been vocal you know and we've seen how the ufc's treated other vocal people who are now no longer with the organization so um i just kind of felt that he was going in there getting that fight because i feel like he's already looking on greener pastures so i think in his mind if he loses here it's not doesn't matter it doesn't matter matter. yeah you know so but it pains me to pick against hunt because willis while i think he is this great up-and-comer uh you know, I part of me I wanted to put Hunt on that line. I just not completely a hundred percent sold on Justin Willis, but I did side with Willis just for the fact that this is uh, like Hunt's final swan song with the UFC. It seems yep. um, that Tony Martin, Jake Matthews, I love that fight. Jake has always impressed me, great striker. But man, when I saw Tony. Uh, because, you know, you see a lot of these names and you think you're like, okay, I, I'm pretty sure I knew who that is. When I logged back in and I saw it, I was like, oh, God, yeah, Tony's dangerous. Tony is super powerful. And I almost switched, but I know that uh, some of our Australian buddies down there are high on Jake Matthews. So, of course. you know, I had to, I sided with the uh, the Aussies down there and, and I stuck with Jake Matthews. So that should be a good one. So my Mokhtarian, uh, Mokhtarian he, he's a big fan of you and he's a big fan of Junkie. He's always done it's a lot of interviews. That. So that's a, a good one. Um, Sadiq Yusuf, and that's a good fight. Paul Craig, you know, we, we've had a lot of fun with Craig. Uh, Paul Craig, my, the, the, my favorite story about Paul Craig is yeah. is after – it was after the comeback. Was it after the – His the, comeback victory? The, the amazing comeback victory yeah. in one second. And you and I were in an airport, and our, our team at home was working on his post-fight uh, interview. Yeah. And they were like, we can't understand this. Like, what is he saying? Cause he's got that thick Scottish, super thick. And, 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 and we were like, and they were like, can you hear? I mean, you guys were there. Did yeah. you hear it? So we listened and we're like, I have no idea what the hell he's saying. And yeah. we just happened to look up and we're, we're like, Oh, he's drinking a beer too. I like, we're sitting there drinking. So we walk over to him. We're like, bro, uh, no disrespect, but what in God's name are you, are you saying, saying right here? Yeah. And he was saying somebody's O had to go. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just, you know, generic sports statement. Yeah. But, like, even when he said it, I think both of us were like, what? what? <laughs> but it, that was – but you're right. That He's sold me dude, on him. Like, when he was like, oh, yeah, here, sit down. Let's have a beer. Let's talk. No, I'll listen to whatever. And yeah, it, was, yeah. it was great. So, yeah, that should be a fun one. But, I mean, this is a good card. It just – these back-to-back things, and especially right now, it's, it's just not fun because we have so many – the Bellators as well. It's just like – it's uh, it's a little mind numbing right now the amount of fights right now. But I am looking forward to this one because I it think is. there's a lot of great, 
uh, fights on this one. I mean, even looking at the prelim card, there's some great fights on there. Um, yeah, it, sh it should be fun. But yeah, I'm going to be by the t near the end of this event, I'm going to be burnt. Oh, I'm dude, just, we got two UFCs, two Bellators. We got an LFA. We got a KSW. I will be paying attention to that one. I mean, we got all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So there, there's a lot going on. All right, well, listen, I don't want to uh, clog you up too much, but I did have a chance because I will be in Toronto next week. Now, yes. by the way, uh, I, I will be wearing shorts. I have looked at the weather report. <laughs> it's going to be highly uh, freezing, but I don't know that I have pants anymore. I'll probably I'll have to try to. You find have time it. to go to the store. That is true, but don't. Yeah, that is true. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe I'll go to the store. Or on just Monday. Amazon them, and then you can use the excuse why well, Amazon to order some pants, but they didn't quite fit. So. Now you're talking. I like to Amazon it. Uh, but I will be up there in Toronto. Me and uh, the young Mike Bond will be handling duties up there in Toronto. <laughs> Duty. Duties. But I did have a chance to speak with Max Holloway, and I thought, you know what? Might as well throw a little teaser of USC 231 out there. So here's my conversation with Max Holloway. Hey, Max. How you doing, brother? Good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate it. I guess uh, we'll make it quick and start out. The question I'm sure you're going to have to answer every day until you fight, how are you feeling right now, man? And, and, and give us an idea how that compares to, you know, how you felt going into the last fight. I'm good, man. You know, I, I'm good. You guys know me. I'm always good. You know, I, you know, the last fight, the last fight is, uh, you know, it's a very, very, very un freaking craziness. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's just crazy. I feel great, man. I can't, I can't wait to go ahead and do it. You know, that last fight was just, it was just crazy circumstances. You know, it, shit happens and uh, it is what it is. So I can't wait. Yeah, Max, did you? I mean, the day, the couple of days before everything went down last week. I mean, did you have any indication or idea that something could be wrong? I mean, did, was it something you felt coming on? You know, it, I, I don't know how to explain it. You know, I, we just, like I said. Something went wrong after, like I said before, something went wrong before, uh, after my first meal in Vegas. Like, we landed there. I think it was, like, eight days out from the fight. We gave it a couple of days, and, you know, it just got worse. And me and my team and the, you know, the UFC and my team actually catfished me to going to the ER. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. You know, we went there. They checked all, like, they checked my labs and stuff and, and kidneys and whatever. So it showed it wasn't a weight cut related thing I'm and I'm pretty sure UFC got they have all the records so I'm pretty sure if it was you know they probably would have uh, not sit well with them and stripped my ass but <laughs> the UFC docked that it wasn't that and then you know and then the scan showed that the concussion was good I also did tests for the concussion I only scanned so I felt good you know the, the actually like one of the doctors there was like saying like hey you know Vegas is a crazy place man maybe you should do a talk screen or something so <laughs> who knows what could have been done to you so that's all I can really say about that that thing that's, that's crazy you said they had to trick you into going to the ER you didn't want to go oh yeah 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 I was uh I was I was saying I'm good I'm good I'm good it, after the open workout they saw me and they was like um Oh, you got media. I was like, got media? What are you talking about? I know my schedule. I got my schedule right here. There's no media left. They're like, oh, you see this book something. Get in the van. I was like, okay. So we got in the van and then, hey, look at here. Your DR. I was like, wow. Uh, that's funny. All right, well, let's put the health stuff aside, man. Talk about the training uh, this time around. I mean, knowing that you got a second training camp, did you change anything? Did you, did you tweak anything? Did you make strategic approaches? I mean, did you just – put in the same camp or did you use this time to, to maybe switch things up a little bit? 
man, you know, same camp, same whole guy, you know, I fix something that's not broken, you know, it's been, it's been working, it's been doing great, you know, and, um, it is what it is, you know, even if it's at less time, you know, I'm ready, I'm a fighter, I'll fight whoever, I'll fight whenever, if, if, you gotta be ready to go if you, if you believe you're the best in the world, I believe I'm the best in the world, you know, so, training been going great, and, uh, I feel great, and, I can't wait, you know, I'll put all this talk, all this talk about the new era, blah, 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 whatever. It's a blessed era. We stay in full effect. And uh, Toronto is going to see. For you personally, how exciting is, is facing Ortega? I mean, you've obviously fought some, some tough dudes, some legends of the sport, man. But, uh, you know, this kid, he's, he's, he's up and coming, right? He hasn't established yet, but he does have that undefeated record. He's got some interesting skills. I mean, how motivating and exciting is, is this guy for you? You know, this is a fight that people talk about, or, or you know, in any sport, when people say, "Oh, I wish this and this guy fought at this time," you know, what I mean, like this is the fight. This is it. This is me and him. You know, two young kids. Uh, you know, supposedly in our prime and stuff. So it's great, you know. And, and, and like you said, this this is the kind of fight that excites me because at the end of the day, you know, when it's all said and done, people look at my record like, "What? What? Max fought him? Max did what to him? Like that? That's cool. That, that's what I." You know, I, I, that's that's the kind of guys I want to fight. I want to fight the guys that everybody think is the best in the world, you know, so I can prove why I'm, why I'm just that much better. No doubt. When you get into Toronto, have you, you haven't made a trip yet, have you? I, I get to Toronto tomorrow. I, I'm in I'm in New York right now. We're just finishing up media day here, and now I'll be in Toronto tomorrow morning, I believe. Nice. So did you did you want that extra time to get used to the time change and everything, or was that just media that they needed you to do? Uh, they, they like the... They, it's about the media or whatever, but we usually go up early. I, I not this early, but I, I'm usually up by fight weeks by the Friday or Saturday before fight week. So try and you know get ready, and especially now there it's like uh, freezing cold. You know they're trying to ice me again, but it is what it is. UFC, I love you. You guys are gonna have a hot champion for a long time, and uh, it's gonna be great. Well, you know, Hinata Makano said today, if it's too cold up there, you could just head back to Hawaii, man. He'll take your spot for you, and you can stay nice and warm out there. Tom Morgano, thank you for the offer, but I'll be seeing him sooner or later. So uh, just um, just be re- just be ready for anything. Tom, thank you for the offer. He's a great dude, cool guy, awesome guy. That's very funny. That that guy is pretty funny. But yeah, I look forward to seeing that guy too one day. Does it bother you at all that he's a backup fighter? Because we know, I mean, yes, he's a backup for both you guys. But I guess the writing on the wall is he's a backup for you. Does it bother you that that's how it works yeah. out? No. Not at all. You know, things happen. That's out of my control. You know, just like a lot of these past events that was in my life that's been happening with these past fights and stuff, is that's all out of my control. You know, what can I do? You know, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. It is what it is. You know, they're covering their bases, and, um, you know, I respect that. But at the end of the day, uh, I'll be there. I can't wait. This thinking of the feeling is, uh, is amazing right now. I, I can't wait to, uh, I just can't wait to fight, man. No, if, if, um, what if it was the other way around? If something did happen to Ortega, would you take Morcano on a day's notice or two days' notice? Look, I'd take him on three hours' notice. I'd, I'd, I'd take you on an hour's notice. I don't, I, don't, I don't care, you know? Everybody was like, oh, you know, that Khabib fight. Max is crazy taking that six days of fight. Look, they're taking the fight with me. You got to remember, they're taking a fight with me. I don't care who it is, whoever. They got to remember who they're fighting and who they are set to the fight against. And that's me, so I, I can't wait, man. I'm confident, you know. I, like I said before, I'm a champion. I've been a champ. We're going for my second title defense. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be pound for pound. You know, if you ain't number one, then, then what, what, why why are, you, why are you even trying? So I'm trying to be that number one pound for pound on world fighter in the world, on the planet. 
number one, no no questions asked. No doubt. Well, I know you got a bunch of these, Max. So one last question, man. You said, you know, this is the fight, man. This is the stuff of legends right here. Two young guys. So, man, when you play this thing out, how do you see this going? I mean, is this going to be some kind of an epic five-round back-and-forth class, or do you feel like you can go out there and, and, and make a statement and do something special? I mean, how do you feel this thing goes? You know, I, I you know, like I said, I'll tell you guys all before, he's a great guy. He comes from a great team, great camp. I, I look forward to the challenge, but, you know, at the end of the day, my, my fighting style and stuff is just, I'm just going to go out there, you know, I do what I do best and, you know, open the door for you. And whenever you're ready, you know, grab your hand and walk you through it. And be like, you know, thank you, come again, if that's the case. But I, I, I'm just trying to prove guys, you know, I, I want to prove guys. Guys, people keep saying this is going to be one of my hardest fights. I want to go out there and make this, make this fight look like what, what was that? You know, that's my game plan, you know, but hey. If it's a firework fight, it's a firework fight, and I can't wait. You know, people, a lot of people are saying that this might be fight of the year, so I can't wait for that either. You know, whatever, whatever. This fight just excites me in a, in a lot of ways, and I can't wait to get it done. All right, that was Max Holloway. He is pumped up, ready to go. I love it, man. He is thrilled for this fight with Brian Ortega. I am thrilled for the fight with Brian Ortega. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit of a, a T-City homer, man. I like T-City a lot, but, dude, how do you not love Max Holloway as well? Uh, man, just thinking back, to, I, I always will, will forever remember uh, his UFC debut and coming in as a, as a tiny little teenager kid. Uh, and, and doing, you know, speaking of all the historic things that have happened at the Ultimate Fighter Gym, I remember his media day was at the Ultimate Fighter Gym for his debut. So um, I'm anxious for that fight, man. These are two guys as good as they get in the prime. I mean, I just don't know how you don't get stoked for this. You and Jacek Shevchenko's in there. Man, I mean, dude, card, That's is, a good card. card is dope, man. I'm, That's I'm a good a, card. I'm excited for that. So uh, that'll be next week, though. But I just wanted to give you a little teaser because I was able to get Max Holloway on the phone. I said, what the hell? Why not share that with all of our good friends here at the MMA Roadshow? I I wasn't gonna stop yet. Oh, okay. You just writing me out. Well, no, you you pause. You gave that dramatic pause, like my you're... editor was about to cut me off. <laughs> my producer was done. I didn't even get to. I didn't even get to to give it the official ending. <laughs> well, I thought we were maybe gonna play something for it or something. No, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs>